This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Farhad Fetrat. Farhad is the Chief Product and AI Officer at Loivert. Farhad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, John. So Farhad, let's start with yourself, please, as we do with all of our guests. Could you give us an overview of your background in technology and what your journey has been like from where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and what's led you to where you are today as the Chief Product and AI Officer for Loivert? I grew up in Iran. It's a country that needs a lot of development. And my first intuition growing up was, how can I build and help build my country? That led me through a journey of studying civil engineering in school into a master's in earthquake engineering via a couple of witnessing some of the most devastating uh, earthquakes in the region. And then I've always been an admirer of the United States and how its economic power is able to solve the world problem. So I was really interested in coming to U.S. and exploring my educational background at the time. I got admitted to Rutgers University for a program in geospatial and geotechnical engineering. So it was a fascinating time during my school where I got to work with one of the brightest minds in the industry and solving problems where haven't been solved more before. My PhD dissertation was focused on developing techniques that are like MRI machines, where you could actually use them on bigger structures, such as concrete bridge decks, where you could actually use an actuator, something to tap the bridge with and via complicated math and some simulations, some um, numerical analysis, you would be able to image what's going on within that medium. So that led me through a lot of other fields from continuum mechanics to statistics and many more. And it was all exciting until I, the time came for me to find a job and I wasn't necessarily excited about what I could be doing as a civil engineer in the market. So I started looking into a different path and being close to New York City, I was naturally sucked into the financial world. It was very interesting for me because it had all the elements of mass problem solving and curiosity that my brain would be happy with. I started mainly from consumer side of finance where uh, I had a journey initially with American Express where I could look at pretty much hundreds of millions of profiles of individuals and decide how to assign a specific credit card promotion to them. It was early days of large scale data analytics where Hadoop clusters were just coming on. So I was super excited to be part of it. And the technology was new. The things that we could do was new. And I figured at that point, that might be something that I want to stick around with. I continued that journey across some other financial institutions. Data science became a more 
well understood and more used term at the time. And I became a data scientist by, I guess, by assignment. From that, yeah, I went to different parts of the financial world. I started working with investment bankers and asset managers and corporate bankers, all solving different problems with having access to the data that either the business didn't have access to or ability to analyze it in a way that wasn't done before and creating new value for ultimately for the customers and the financial institutions. That journey was all great until I started working for a private equity company this time. The mission that we were assigned with was how do we use, in this case, our portfolio companies data and information to create more value for them. So this was the early days of cloud. How do we bring most of your on-prem data into one location? So now we can harness the value of it through different forms of analytics. So we had different teams. Um, my group was responsible for developing one of the newest phase of uh, data science models. How do you how do we use your data to predict your churn? How do we use your data to give better way of your products to your customers, do better personalization, do better product recommendation? So that was the journey I was in. I grew through it by solving many different industry problems. And my personal journey brought me to West Coast a couple of years ago. And with that, I had to say farewell to the financial world. I got introduced to the library's leadership team at the time through some of my network. And I found the company, something that I was looking for to connect with. And that sums up where uh, I came from basically through different, very complicated paths of math and science to different avenues in the financial world, but always being interested in solving complex problems and building new products. Thank you for the overview, Farhad. Really helps to, to visualize your journey and what's led you to where you are today. So that segues nicely into LiveArt. So tell us all about LiveArt, who you are, what you do, mission of the business. LiveArt is a geospatial analytics company at its core. The early hypothesis for the company was developing this single pane of glass where you could synchronize and streamline many different sources of the data at one location at one time. And that allows the operators to make more intelligent decisions wherever there's a geospatial element in the operation. So our early customers were in the government, but from that we have evolved into the commercial space. We have been one of the prominent products in the public safety where a lot of police stations use our products. And for them, there is a lot of value where you're uh, oftentimes you're dealing with two, three, four, five different standalone systems that, for example, and I'll take a police station use case uh, for a moment. Most of the police stations usually have a CAD or AVL system. So these are 911 dispatchers. Anytime any police car is dispatched, they're able to monitor the location of the vehicle and many of them at the same time. There's also another system that helps them monitor the videos, whether through the traffic camera, private video management systems, so they have eyes on the operation area. 
There are license plate readers that oftentimes are placed by municipalities, private vendors, or the police department themselves, and many more. Combining the, all these together creates the value for our customers mainly. And what is so unique about Liveearth is not only that it is an integration and a single pane of glass platform, but it also comes with a lot of additional data and insights for the customers. The list is very long, so I will not go through all, but you can think about any form of weather, security, ESG, financial information, just to name a few, where you can now add these on top of your existing systems and start looking for different use cases leveraging the platform. So at its core, Liveers is a unique platform that allows most of the non-technical users to have access to vast variety of the data sets uh, with a single click or at, at times with multiple clicks where they get to exactly what they're looking, the operation of the specific business or specific company and be able to solve those problems. Another uh, element about Liveearth is its ability to synchronize time and location via a, a patented algorithm that uh, it has, which is extremely fast. All the events that, that Liveearth has from the data sources that it, it holds or any data sources that the customers bring all go through this uh, patented algorithm, which ultimately allows any time and location search in the platform to happen with a breeze. This is another factor that when you're doing, for example, investigative journalism, or uh, you're looking for an event, specific event, and you're trying to find out what were uh, potential elements that led to the event or what were the after uh, facts of that event is very helpful. So we call that uh, a DVR box um, functionality where you can pause, rewind, fast forward, and all of this happens with the synchronization about specific location and different time elements we have. So these are the basics of the platform. Before I go further, just wanted to add another element on this topic. Ability is a core feature, but we also know that our customers oftentimes want the actions. One of the unique selling points of Liveers platform is the ability to receive alerts without necessarily always watching the platform. So it has out of the box, many API integrations where you can, for example, dedicate a specific geospatial area and uh, receive alerts about uh, any vehicle that enters that area, any drones that enters that area, any employees that leave or enter that area. And these all happen are all made into the uh, backend of our platform, which makes the user basically journey extremely simple as drawing a, a polygon or a shape on the map and clicking two buttons and uh, receiving those alerts in their phone, in their email, or in their downstream application. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com.
your role obviously oversees the product, but also the AI component. I, I'd like to spend a bit of time talking about the aspects of AI that you're utilizing at LiveArt. Um, can you take us behind the scenes, talk to us about the day-to-day of, of the technology team and where you're utilizing uh, some of AI's functionality to get the platform and the product to, uh, working so effectively? At its core, when you're dealing with a lot of data and you're trying to get insights out of the uh, data, the, the challenge becomes the amount of time that a manual process can handle that. At Flyverse, we make this a lot more simple by leveraging different AI models that our users either directly interact or they're not aware of and simply the platform does the job for them. So I'll name a few specific modules that we have built into the platform and I'll get into the details of some of the interworkings of the aspects of the platform that leverages such technologies. As I was explaining about the ability to bring different data sources, one of the questions that our customers always ask is, hey, I want to understand the relationships between my data. For example, if I am looking at my store at location A and I'm seeing spikes of sales, you're giving me foot traffic maybe in that store location. You're also probably giving me some form of metadata or anything that might be relevant to, to your organization. I can always do this manually, but I would like to understand if uh, your platform can do this for me. Because of that, we have built um, three specific modules in the platform, which automates this process. We have a anomaly detection module, which basically scans all the relevant feeds that the platform has and alerts our users when something anomalous happened. For example, you're monitoring your foot traffic and all of a sudden there's a sudden drop. These anomalies are targeted and labeled by our platform. The second module is the correlation module. This is particularly interesting because the two actually could be used simultaneously. You are interested in understanding how different events correlate to understand potential relationship between events. But to do that, you're not interested in any event. You're most of the time you're interested in your anomalous events. So you can, by chaining these different analytics components, now you're able to do, understand, hey, my sales have been dropping the store. I want to understand what has been related uh, to these sales drops. So whether it is something that impacts my downstream or upstream, by using your correlation module, now you can uh, detect these elements. And finally, we have predictive models, which are built as the backbone of the modules. So you're able to do time series predictions, potentially predict what will be your sales in the store for the next week, for the next month, for the next X number of data points that you're interested in. So these are the, we call them custom bespoke models, which you can leverage what libraries has built. You can modify them if it fits your use. There's another category of models that libraries uses, which are sometimes they're just there to enhance our platform. So they help us to synchronize the data, chain the data together, resolve the data behind the scenes. And they also help customers navigate through our data catalogs when they're looking for a specific problems. By combination, I, I would like to call, we make it easier for our customers to reuse the platform, but also make their efforts a lot more impactful as they're going through their journey of 
research or leveraging the platform for any operation reasons they might do. Final question from me then, Parad. I want to spend a bit of time talking about 2024, the year ahead. When you look at the roadmap for LiveAird, what are some of the things that you're excited about for the growth of the company? And, and part two of that question is, what opportunities will there be for people working in the AI world to come and join you as the business grows? So first of all, we've been hard at work for the past six to seven months to develop a new version of LiveEarth that due to the feedbacks that we have received, some of the fun feature functionalities that we have received from our customers. And that is finally done. We, believe it or not, we just finished the uh, development of what for now, we're just calling Liver 2.0 products a week or two ago. And this product is mainly focused on even more analytics than I was just describing and giving more customizable UI features to our customers. So we were very excited about that. That's definitely coming into hands of our customers in the, in the coming weeks and months. That's number one. So super pumped about that. There's, there's so far we've received a lot of positive feedback from our both prospects and customers. And three is here as the industry evolves and we're evolving, there's probably two or three research products that we are working on from all the aspects of generative AI to how to build AI assistance for different types of problems in the platform. Those are all in our pipelines of developments without getting into too much details. What I would say though, what really interests me personally about LiveEarth uh, when I joined the company was a bridge between the physical and the digital world. So most of the software packages or products that we use, they're all in the digital world. What I really like about LiveEarth is that it, it tries to really make uh, that bridge and Coming from engineering background, physical engineering background, the world of atoms specifically, Live Earth was a product that really resonated with me personally, and it has its own challenges because of that. I would say for anybody who's trying to solve, bridge the two worlds, one, or solve really complex problems with a lot of the data, Live Earth is an excellent place because we deal with these problems every day. Our challenges are unique and our customers' needs are very unique. And because of that, I find it a very rewarding, at the same time, a unique place to work at, which you don't often get the experience anywhere else, unless, again, you have a very specific domain that uh, LiveEarth has. Farhad, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. Really appreciate you sharing your detailed background and how you've been able to, to pivot and, and move within industries. Um, to find yourself now where you are leading the AI practice at LiveEarth. LiveEarth sounds like a, a really interesting and unique uh, organization and a lot of growth ahead, which I know you're excited to talk more about um, down the line. So we really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, and we wish you, the team, and everyone at LiveEarth the best of luck in the months and years to come. Thank you, John. I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. 
You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.